0: Everyone's picking sides, so we're
1: taking a stand. I'm Paige. I'm Karen. And you're listening to the Power Stands Podcast.
0: All right, well, we are back with Power Stands Podcast and our first official interview. Yay! Uh,
1: Amazing, (laughs) I'm super excited.
0: Which, this has also definitely been an interview trying to schedule during COVID. As we have been playing, it's not phone tag, but sick tag, where every time we would schedule an interview with Wong, one of us would get sick or have a life crisis. And so today, this day, everything
1: has finally come together, and we have our beautiful friend Wong with us. Well, today is a good day because, first of all, I am in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it is snowing outside. It's legitimately very cold randomly just started snowing. So it's probably not gonna stay overnight, but I'm looking outside like, oh my gosh, there's snow. Completely unexpected. So today's a good day. We picked the right day. it
0: (laughs) It is, it's very cozy and that's all you can ask for. So without further ado, I'll give a little background on our friend. So Wang Vo, fashion blogger, inspiration, great friend, dog lover. She and I and Karen actually all met through church. So I know this is a common story, but you know, if you need friends, church is apparently the way to go. So we all became friends through church and I always loved A Wong's taste, but I also loved that she had a passion, not just for cute clothes, but for how they impacted and inspired you. So we felt like she would be a fantastic fit for today. where We're going to just discuss how dressing and styling yourself helps you stand up for yourself. So Wong, if you would like, we'd appreciate if you gave us a little background just on yourself, kind of your elevator speech on how we've gotten to this point.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. Um, To start off, I did not have an easy life, but where I got to is from the Lord. And I got here because of friends like you guys and God. And I would say, long story short, I work at a luxury retail um, as a coordinator for almost 10 years this February. And now I am a blogger at night. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's what I do. So you're like a stylish Batman, Batman basically.
2: Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Did you say stylish Batman? Yeah, <laughs> she did. You know, she's she's just, uh, a that's exactly what the a. world needs right now is the <laughs> stylish Batman. So they, they keep coming out with remakes and he just looks exactly the same. So mm-hmm. why not make a twist on it? <laughs> I think so. It's time for Batgirl. <laughs> well, before we dive deep, because Wong has an awesome story to tell us, um, we wanted to start with a little icebreaker just to make it fun and kind of get us going here Mm -hmm. um so Wong, since you're so wise about fashion you got to tell us what is your favorite 90s or 2000s trend that has made a comeback in recent years
2: so my favorite 90s and 2000s trend that has made a comeback is believe it or not it's a three-way tie it is scrunchies biker shorts and hair clips, Stop. which, by the way, I have a surprise for you, too, after the podcast.
0: Oh, how exciting. You also have a very, very beautiful hair clip in your hair right now. So you are representing. <laughs> it's a very pretty gold hair clip. For the audio uh, listeners. Yes, yep. we
1: need we need a close up shot of this later. Oh, <laughs> You will get it.
0: Uh, I hope you wear all those things at the same time often, too.
1: Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Uh,
0: Karen, what is your favorite? I feel like we should all answer this question.
1: Man, we've talked about this in the past. And I feel like the denim on denim, (laughs) I I recently by accident taken up on it because I have like this denim jacket I wear everywhere. And I just end up wearing it over jeans because that's what I'm wearing that day. And so I'm like inadvertently doing denim on denim. But at least I'm not wearing like the denim shirt, too, because I feel like. (laughs) That, that's it's a not little overwhelming.
2: Timberlake, Britney Spears moment.
1: But Wong is here to tell us whether or not it's a like this is a good choice for me. If I should be Denim jackets
2: them. are always in; they're a classic. So <laughs> but I good. haven't
1: done mom jeans. I feel like only certain body types. Well, I don't know, but I I don't think I would look good in them. But I haven't tried. But that's also I'm another not a mom
2: jeans fan.
1: How about I'm you,
0: Paige? What that's are you fair. thinking? So um, deep down, there's a little alternative emo child that's always wanted her time. So I love the grunge that's kind of coming back, but I'm girly, so I like that it's a little more tailored grunge style. Okay. So I've been very in for that. I'm loving the platform, combat style boots, and, you know, the like faded yes, yes yeah. which Wong has. Wong yeah. is just truly representing the spectrum. <laughs> I'm happy that I can look a little emo, but also a little stylish at the same time.
2: Girly emo in <laughs> okay.
0: approved made it mm-hmm. i love that well great well on to serious things you know one thing we wanted to know Wong, was a you talked about your gotten into blogging but what's the backstory so what drew you into blogging about fashion and just into representing yourself in that
2: aspect actually that's a really great question um I actually avoided it for a long time, an extremely long time, until I realized that my writing could actually change somebody's life. Um, I didn't think anybody was reading my blog in the early years; had no idea anyone was reading my blog, until I got an email from one person that had said, "This is a topic that no one writes about." It was a, it was particularly about virginity, you know, being a virgin in the twenty first century, and it's a message I never will never forget. She said, you know, I've been thinking about it for a long time and no one's ever written anything about that. But because of your viewpoint, I value more of who I am in myself and I find myself extremely worthy because of your your article. And so I have decided to choose to wait. And from that point forward, I realized, wow, I could write about any topic but it doesn't have to be so deep. It could be something like about fashion, makeup, skincare, home decor, anything like that that would bring people in to just get to know me as a person and get to know God and get to know themselves a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: love that. And I also love when it's something like innocuous, like you start just doing one thing and then it turns into something else. <laughs> So have you always been passionate about like fashion as a child or is that something that's kind of developed as you become an adult?
2: No, I was not passionate about as a child. Actually, my mom dressed me up all the time and I hated it. (laughs) But as I got in high school, I realized, wow, I actually do like dressing up, you know, but I didn't think you could make a career out of it because I thought you needed to be a fashion designer or work for a designer and all those people are in New York and, Milan and Paris. And mm-hmm. I didn't think I would ever make it that far. So I started following bloggers, fashion bloggers in about 2012, 2013. And that's when I realized, wow, I could, I could really write about my own personal style and about anything I want. Okay. So that's how I got into
1: it. Um, Did you feel like when you first started out, kind of what mm-hmm. was that? How did that start? Were you just trying on different styles? Were you looking at like those that you've mentioned and being like, Hmm, I think I could look good in that sort of mm-hmm. how did you develop it from the beginning? To be honest, experimenting.
2: I experimented a lot. Um, As you can see, like right now, I for the audio listeners, I'm wearing black and gray. (laughs) But in my early days of blogging, um, if you were to go back and look at my photos, I wore extremely bright colors, um, different cuts, different styles, and just experimented and gleaned on other bloggers and also people that I worked with at my day job. And I'd look at you and go, oh, that's such a cute sweater. Would you get it? And then I go and experiment that for myself, but I would say your personal style is just so personal, you know? And so it's more so about experimenting how you feel in an article of clothing or a makeup look or anything like that.
1: How did you, so when you would try something on, were you like, okay, this is me. I'm going to, you know, buy more pieces like this, or Mm -hmm. were you like, Uh, I don't know how to explain it because sometimes when I put clothes on, I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I look good in this or not. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sometimes I have to ask other people, or I have, or I'm just like, So I love that idea of like, you know, when you put it on, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel Mm -hmm. confident, then, you know, who cares what anyone else thinks, like you should rock it. But I feel like there's also a balance too, where you're like, Mm -hmm. well, if you kind of go out like in really loud clothing or something, maybe that's like inappropriate for the setting, then Mm -hmm. you do kind of want to match, you know, you're not going to wear crazy colors to a funeral kind of thing. That's really extreme example, but. Right. I love that idea where you're just like, you just experimented. You were like, does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel Mm -hmm. like confident or, you know, going out and feel like, you know, I'm at the best version of myself. I will
2: tell you um, at my day job, I currently still work there uh, in a sea of black and gray. And I started off as a neon bright person. You have to have a lot of confidence in yourself as a person in general. But I do agree with you on that, Karen. I think If you look at an item on the hanger, it may not look good. But if you try it on and it looks 10 times better, and my rule of thumb is if it's not a 9 or a 10 when you're wearing it, just put it back on the rack. Because there's no use in gathering all these clothes and shoes and handbags and things like that that are either on sale or just something you might like in the moment, but you may not like later. But yeah, I subscribe to that idea.
0: I love that rule. I'm very bad about "Mm, maybe it's okay, I'll buy it. And then I have a lot of clothes that I feel very average about. So I think that's a great, like, it's 9 or 10. Like, I need to want to wear this more than anything else. And if there's other things in my closet that I want to wear more, that's what it's not worth getting.
2: Yeah, I feel like, you know, from personal experience back in the day, um, I looked at my closet and I had a lot of clothes and shoes, but I only wore... 10 to 20 percent of it. And I realized I was just buying things because they were on sale or I was buying things because they were trendy. You know, now I buy things based off on how many outfit combinations can I make with this one sweater? And how many seasons can I wear this particular item of clothing or accessory? If it's two or more seasons, I'm investing.
0: That's a good rule, too. Mm-hmm. Look, everyone writing these down, you can have your own mini fashion handbook by the end of this interview. <laughs> well, so kind of just even going a little deeper, why do you think it's even important in general for someone to develop a sense of taste or style?
2: I think a sense of taste or style has a lot to do with your identity. Um I feel identity has a lot to do with who you are as a person. You can either be wearing the clothes or the clothes could be wearing you. And so personal taste or style also defines where you're at in your personal life. So during that time where I wore the bright and loud colors, I was extremely loud person. I was extremely confident in myself. Karen, you're laughing. It's so true. It is true. You should. All the stories that came out during that time period was that I dressed how I felt. And I don't dress based off of the latest trends. If I feel like I want to be a businesswoman who's in power, then I'm going to wear a business suit and feel like a powerful woman in a business suit. If I feel like I want to dance in the sunflower uh, field of sunflowers, I will wear a dress and some nice sandals because that's the moment and the feeling that I want. So that's my way of gaining personal style and personal confidence is how do you feel in that particular moment? Not what the world is trying to make you feel, not what you're trying to conform to the world. How do you feel in that moment? And what do you want to feel in that moment?
1: I mean, it's so timely because the theme of our podcast is standing up for yourself and gaining confidence. Mm -hmm. um, Even in situations where you may feel like, you know, should I shrink back or should I go with what everyone else is saying um and so often we, we think of you know speaking out as a way to to gain confidence but um i love that the that you are bringing this into the area of style as well how you present yourself what mm-hmm. you're wearing um, it's not even just about clothes but how you're, um, the message that you're sending with what you're wearing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you feel confident, like you said, like in a business outfit, that means you're taking yourself seriously and that other people will be like, okay, you know, they, they view themselves as a business person because they're wearing businessy clothes. So, you know, that's the perspective that I'm going to tend to have towards them as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love how as you've been describing it, you haven't said, how do I look in this? You said, how do I feel in this? I think that's so important because there's a lot of things that people wear that I would never put that on, but you are, you feel so good about yourself and I can tell. And that makes me really happy to watch you and see what you look like. And so I think that's a great metric even is to stop thinking, does this make me look skinny? Does it make me look this way? Do I look like that girl that I saw wearing it? But how do I feel when I wear this? What kind of image am I projecting because of it? And that's a way more mature way of approaching your clothing.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you see a woman out there who is wearing an outfit that you may not personally wear, it's not the fact that, oh, she's wearing it to get attention. It's the fact that she has so much confidence to wear that. And sometimes other women can go, oh, well, I'll never have the confidence to wear that. But you also have to think she may not have the confidence to wear a business suit that another woman might be wearing, you know? So anytime I look at somebody that's wearing something that I personally would not wear, I'm like, wow, more power to you and look at the confidence you have. I watch the way they walk in their clothes. And that's how, you know, that they pick that outfit because of the way they feel in it.
1: Yep. I love that. Um, well, can you tell us about, um, so you're working at a major fashion, um, brand and Mm -hmm. how does your, how does that shape your personal style and kind of like you said, you sort of started out, I'm I'm thinking of like Devil Wears Prada, but of course, like, you know, all the myriad of fashion movies where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, she tries to go work at this big like firm and stuff. But like, how did that experience kind of shape your um, knowledge, but your understanding of fashion? And then mm-hmm. also conversely to that, doing the fashion blog on the side. How does that help you, like, kind of maintain your sense of personal fashion without being, you know, when I think of Devil's Prada, I think of how she was like, you need to change your fashion completely. And Mm -hmm. so, like, how did you prevent from doing that? Or did it actually just add to, like, your sense of fashion, that experience?
2: I think it's actually both. Um, It added to my sense of fashion because I would say I had my personal style, but it actually refined my personal style even more so. But also the opposite spectrum of that is I didn't want to look like everyone else either. I not that I want to stand out like my bold neon color days, but I also wanted to stay true to myself. So if somebody is wearing major designer brands, that doesn't necessarily mean that I should wear major designer brands and you can achieve the same look without paying designer brand prices either, you know, so. For me, again, it goes back to knowing who you are, because there are times where it was hard for me, like, wow, I see this beautiful girl, you know, at my job and she's wearing this particular handbag or she's wearing these beautiful shoes that I can't afford, really. Let's just be real. But I can go out and replicate that if I want to, if it fits me and my personality. So I think that if you're so secure in yourself that you don't let the fashion world dictate what your personal style is, but you also glean and take some nuggets that you want for yourself, that's how you can achieve your personal style and not conform to the fashion world, but also stay true to yourself.
0: I love that. So do you have any tips or just ideas for people who might be struggling to develop a personal style? Like I was in this category, still kind of am, and was definitely like last year where I just realized I am a hodgepodge. (laughs) <laughs> how do i even start now putting together a personal style that i feel like is representative
2: um i my first piece of advice would be to create a capsule wardrobe of just basics that you will reach for time and time again and then the second piece of advice which is kind of the opposite is to experiment <laughs> so if it, and it's okay if you have a phase You know, so for instance, if you are just straight into neutral colors for a while, it's okay. Embrace that. You know, there's no need for you to go, oh, well, the world is all into neutrals. I should be into neutral colors. Oh, wait, the world is doing this print. I should be into that. If you don't like it, it's okay. You know, and so I think... When you create that capsule wardrobe, it gives you a foundation to start off on. So, you know, okay, these are the classic pieces I'll have forever. These are the classic pieces that I will reach for time and time again. So, how much ever money you're paying for it or investing into it, which I firmly believe in, is if it's a black blazer, you know you're going to wear forever. It's okay to spend a couple hundred to a thousand dollars for one if you're going to wear it for 10 years to come versus paying something that's way cheaper that you'll have to replace over a period of time. And then anything else you want to experiment, you can then spend less money on that and try it out to see if you like it. And if you don't, it's OK.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of needing to invest in it because I also didn't really value it as something I should invest in, especially like growing up. We were always on a super tight budget. So clothes were just always, you know, my mom was amazing about what she could find. But it was like, this is just what we're limited to. Like, this is just what you have to stick to. And so now being in a place where I can invest in mm-hmm. things, that's kind of been a flip of, okay, I need to actually see the value in what I'm purchasing and think of longevity. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, how it makes you feel.
2: Yeah. Like my best guy friend, um, it took him a long time for him to realize, man, I shouldn't really buy $40 jeans because he never understood buying a two- pair of $200 jeans. But I told him, I said, here's the secret on, on investing in a pair of $200 jeans that are going to last forever you buy it secondhand. And he was like, where do I find stuff like that? You know, I said, you don't have to search hard because there's always a consignment shop or a thrift store out there that carries extremely high quality goods with tags still on them. So just understand that when I say budget, I understand everyone's budget is completely different. Okay. And I'm not knocking anybody that, wants to shop at old Navy or the gap or anything like that. But you have to understand that you, the same amount of price that you pay for a $20 pair of jeans at the gap, you can go and spend $20 at a consignment shop and you look at the retail tag and you also look at the quality of the jeans and it's 40 bucks. So you're not necessarily spending that high amount. You're still investing. If you look at it that way.
1: I love that. Cause I am definitely in the same boat. Page where I did not have a good sense of personal style growing up, and probably to this day. I mean, I've, I've found what works for me. I like more comfortable and, you know, just easy to mix and match, like basically leggings with everything, right? But it's hard for me to experiment because, you know, I'll see something on social media or TikTok and be like, Oh, that's interesting. And then sometimes I'll put it on and I'll be like, Whoa, this looks really weird on me. Um, and then sometimes I'll wear it. And people will be like, Oh, that looks good on you. I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know that, you know, this like fit the way yeah. that it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, one thing I did want to say as I got, I, I do agree. Cause I feel like as I got more self accepting with my body and my body type and, um, you know, I have a certain body type and I don't have, you know, the curves or whatever that um, other people have. And so I would think, oh, I can't wear stuff like that. But as I got more and more accepting of my body type, I got more accepting of experimenting Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, you know, I may not look like so-and-so person like you were saying long wearing this, but I still think I, you know, this is interesting and fun to wear. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that opened myself more to being experiment, experimental with my wardrobe was because I was just accepting myself for you know, who I am and, and how I look right now.
2: Yeah, that's correct. I feel like a lot of women out there, they compare themselves to what other women are doing and wearing. And so that stops a lot of women from experimenting because at that point you go, oh, well, that looks good on her. It's not going to look good on me, but you haven't tried it on yet to know, you know, and at that point, that's when you bring your friends in for reinforcement and go, hey, how does this really look on me? Let's be real about it. And they can let you know. And another thing people don't think about is you don't have to wear it as is. You can get it tailored. And it makes a huge difference. So if the jeans are a little bit long on you, go get it tailored for seven to fourteen dollars. And that makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think just I love what you're kind of talking about, Karen of being aware of what your body is and isn't. And just instead of creating a fashion concept that's based on the body I want, doing it based on the body I have right now and actually investing in those pieces. So I think I definitely held back a lot of, oh, I don't want to buy that because I'm definitely going to lose 20 pounds in the next three days. I'm very <laughs> realistic and not imaginative at all. So, you know, instead of just being like, this is my size right now. What looks good on this body today as it is and building it off of that instead of this like fantasy wardrobe.
2: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with looking at your body the way it is right now. And while working towards the goal body that you have, you know, but just accepting your body now will also make it easier down the road when you get fitter or lose that weight that you want to lose, you know, and then you have more confidence to pick out other clothes that you might not think you'd be wearing.
0: I also loved identifying the season you're in as well and kind of changing and adjusting according to that. I think that's really smart to just, like, do you personally kind of pause and evaluate on a regular basis? Like, is what I'm wearing or doing applicable to where I am? Or is that something that kind of just naturally
2: comes up? Um, I think it just comes. Really, it's like what Karen was saying earlier. She was like, Well, I'm more uh, a comfortable, loose clothing kind of person. I'm that person right now, actually. You know, working from home is very different than going into the office. So in the office, I'd be wearing, you know, business clothes or heels or whatnot. But now at home, it's more so like, Okay, I want to be comfortable, but I also want to feel stylish. And that's where I'm at right now. And it's absolutely okay with that. Yeah. Just evaluate whatever season you're in and, If you feel, if you want to be in a comfortable stage, it's okay. You don't need to wear jeans. There There's bloggers I follow that have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're wearing very comfortable, loose clothing and in sneakers. You know, Karen, I will send you a couple of ring of nations if you're looking for inspiration. Um, But yeah, just follow bloggers and influencers that you appeal to. And if you no longer vibe with them, then you can unfollow them and follow other people, you know, for inspiration.
1: Um, so I wanted to take it back to, uh, what Wong touched on in the beginning. She talked about how she got into blogging because of writing and, um, somebody sent like a really heartfelt message that inspired you to continue writing and write about more topics. Um, and I know that on your Instagram Wong and your blog that you not only write, you know, here's some fashion tips, you give some really, really awesome and, um, practical, helpful, useful fashion tips, but you also write inspirational things too, like, don't Mm -hmm. give up or um, talk about your personal experiences and, and really just get vulnerable and help people understand where you are in your journey.
2: My overall intent is to help, whether it's a tip on how to find your body shape or a tip on a skincare routine because your skin's dry or whatever it is. As long as I'm helping somebody and something comes to my mind at the same time where I'm like, okay, if they can take care, better care of their skin, obviously they'll have more confidence. If they can dream a bit bigger, they're going to have more confidence to get out there and do what they love. And so whatever topic that I can think of on my own or even from conversations with friends like you guys. It prompts me to write something because the end goal before I even write any article is to ask the question, how is this helping anybody, a single person out there? How is it helping them? Will this help them? And can they remember this and apply this to their life and take action to apply it to their life? For instance, a couple years ago, there was an article that came to my mind talking about dreaming bigger. You know, I had a very hard time of dreaming bigger and i wondered you know having conversations with little kids i'm like wow we as adults have lost that ability to dream really big and nothing is impossible so if it's like for instance if a child wants an ice cream cone they will stop at nothing to get that ice cream cone right so what happened to us as an adult so i wrote a, an article about how to dream bigger and I, once again didn't think anybody was going to Read it. And I had a comment from this girl saying, Thanks so much for reminding me of this. I need to teach myself how to dream bigger. And it could be any topic that comes to your mind, but my intent is always to get people to reevaluate, to reflect, to think on how they can better themselves in order to better the people around them, in order for them to be a better human being to their, you know, coworkers, friends. Um, be a better mom, be a better, there's no limit to that, you know, where you could be a better college student, even be a better tutor, be a better mentor. And it could just be one thing that they read from my blog, they can mention it to somebody in a conversation and it changes that person's life. So the intent of, you know, my Instagram posts and stories that you were talking about, Karen, or with my blog is to any time somebody lands on it, are they inspired by that? Do they want to expand their skills in photography because they like a particular shot that I took? Or do they want to try a pair of combat boots like we were talking about earlier, you know, because they're like, oh, well, I'm just not that type of person. But if she can wear this, I can too, you know. So that's that's the intent and the questions that I ask myself before I post or publish any articles.
0: I love that Wong. And I think that's always a good way to go about starting anything because it's a lot of work what you do you know like you take a lot of time to write research take the photos you know upload to instagram i mean we know from just even the podcast how much back end it has to just get to that one point of the article and so i love that having that why am i doing this behind it that's even more than I just want people to see what my clothes look like, you know, there's a deeper purpose behind it. And you could definitely tell that in your blog and just what you're wanting to accomplish. And I think that helps people connect. So that's a great even tip for people who are looking to start kind of blogs or side hustles is figure out the why before you figure out the how. Yeah. And
2: I know a lot of people, they feel like they've already heard that message and they feel like, well, you got to know the why, you got to know the why, you know, but sometimes you got to ask more questions in order to get to that why. So you can say, well, why do you want blogging? Oh, to make more money. Well, why do you want to make more money? You know, and keep asking that why question until you get exactly to that core. And, and that core is what makes you come alive to continue doing what you do.
1: Um, Do you have like a goal, like a personal goal or dream for your blog, your your fashion blog um, you put a lot of time and investment into it and um, and you've been doing it for a really long time remind us again how long you've been blogging
2: um, I've actually been blogging
1: for a lot longer
2: than most people would expect uh, think about my space and Zanga years but a fit, you know it's a little bit of a backstory I ran away from blogging for a long time a long long time And I realized I was not happy with anything else if I did not write. And so my official anniversary of blogging was, I think, yesterday or two days ago. uh, Five years of She Sweats Diamonds.
1: Wow. Yay. Yay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's been an extremely hard, hard journey. But I, I I like to think that it's taught me so much about myself. It taught me... Don't be afraid to talk about any topic. Talk about something you're passionate about. And if somebody is just there for makeup, that's fine. And they uh, they they can get something else as a bonus from it. Um, Connor, one of our mutual friends, he texted me a couple of months ago and he was like, I love your blog. And I was like, wait a second, you're a guy, you're reading my blog. <laughs> so you just never know who's reading, you, who's reading or listening to your podcast or anything like that. You know, I just, it's a matter of just facing and doing what you love because I, the biggest regret I will say that I have is not starting my blog when God told me to start it. And I think about that constantly as, as, as a fuel, not as, a oh my god I should have done that because um, I prayed about that and and got over that but more so I think about man how many people could I have touched had it started this earlier and that continues to fuel me to keep going even though I have problems with the back office and my website that like I mean we're all it's a learning curve you know still five years in I'm still learning how to. Not make my website disappear, which is a true story. I made my website disappear one day and I did not know how to bring it back. Um, But yeah, it's just a lot of learning, you know, and just the desire to want to learn and the desire to want to fall forward. And I rather fall forward by blogging and messing up along the way than not doing anything at all. Because when I wasn't doing anything, that was when I was probably
1: the saddest in my life, to be honest. Oh, that's such a good inspiration for us,
0: Paige. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that fall forward. I just, like, bookmark that. I love that phrase, fall forward, not backwards, because you're going to fall one way or another. Yep.
2: You might as well fall forward.
0: That is so good. Yeah, Guang had to sit here while we were figuring out our sound, and it was basically me going, Karen, the buttons, I don't know what was happening.
2: <laughs> going, <laughs> I don't know, look at this. <laughs> but see, is it's me sitting here witnessing you guys together this technology them i'm I'm over here like they're inspiring me because they're still learning about this along the way and oh yeah whoever out there whatever you want to start doesn't have to even be a blog or a podcast just start it because when people see you falling forward it inspires them to finally get up and do something for themselves whatever topic or, or or industry it could be in you know i i see this and i'm like this is great because it makes me feel good to have friends that are willing to fall forward, to friends that are wanting to make a change, you know, in anybody's life by doing this podcast, you know, but you guys are sitting here figuring it out. And I'm like, yes, I don't feel alone, even though they're not bloggers. I do not feel alone because they're learning this with me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So
1: It's so true. It's been a journey. Um you know, Paige and I have fiddled with so many settings and, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to edit and she's learning, you know, how to do like these cool social media posts. And uh, we've talked about, you know, being beginners at it and just the frustration of it because you're like, why can't I figure this out? And having to YouTube, you know, or Google or whatever to, to figure it out. But it's satisfying too, because even if it's not perfect, I got to remind myself, you know, any of great one here, I got to remind myself like done is better than perfect. That is true. Yes. You know, we, it's, it's, it is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, um, people like that realness to it. And they like the, um, exactly like you're saying, Wong. they like knowing that someone else is like, just making their way through life, trying to figure something out at the same time. And, um, you know, and I know Paige can attest to the same thing too. Just it's, it's a part of the journey is like the fun. The fun yeah, absolutely.
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I still have my very first website up for a very, for that very reason. So I can sometimes go back to it and go, what was I thinking? But Really, <laughs> really to see how far I've come, you know? And I love that you guys are doing this because in recording this, because I know a hundred episodes from now that you're going to look back on this and you're going to look at this recording and you're going to hear this episode and you're gonna be like wow we came such a long way and look at all these lives we've changed look at how we've changed and how we've grown you know and I can look at the back at that and go wow look at where we were at collectively as friends and look at where we're at now and it's so cool it's just neat to look back and see how far you've come you know
0: oh absolutely I think last year the big lesson I feel like Karen and I had was take the first step and the lesson I'm having this year is the next hardest step is the second one because you know that first one you have kind of that rush of like adrenaline from just doing it but then it what really matters if it keeps going is taking the second step forward you know to just keep pushing through that learning curve and the frustrations involved with it and i think even like we we're talking with your personal style and just like if you're super overwhelmed by it just take one step and take the next step like just start changing your shoes yep. okay now let's mm-hmm. start changing like my jackets like <laughs> love that. let's just start taking one step at a time hey, a baby
2: step is still a step you know so
0: it's I mean, look at Willow. She hasn't changed anything about her personal style in the last year. And everyone loves her. She gets haircuts adorable. sometimes. She but does. A or little style, more fluffy. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, what a great way to bring that back to, to the style page. Because it's true. It's beginner. You know, being a beginner and everything can be rough. But developing a personal style. You got to start somewhere. Yep. So good. Well,
0: I was going to say, we have to ask our question that we will ask all of our interviewees as the Power Stance podcast. How do you stand for yourself in the fashion world?
2: Oh, that is a very good question. Um, I would say to block out the noise of the world. Because, you know, that cheesy phrase where they say, if you stand, nothing, you don't, if you don't stand alone, even if you're standing by yourself or whatever, whatever that phrase is, I know you guys know what I'm talking about on that. I feel like if you block out the noise in the world, you're more braver standing by yourself, even if it is by yourself, even if you find out you're by yourself. And I'll be honest with you in working in the fashion industry is extremely hard for a side hustle and as a day job I sometimes do feel left out but at the end of the day I remember who I belong to and I remember who I am as a person and that even though my blog is really tiny I feel like I'm making more of a difference with that than my day job so for me it's more so blocking out the opinions of other people The people that have no experience in blogging or fashion, because you don't, it's basically, you don't want to ask advice from somebody, financial advice from somebody who's broke. You know, (laughs) it's kind of like that. So for me, it's really blocking everybody out and getting in tune with myself, my best friends included. You block your best friends out, you know, and try to hear yourself. And for me personally, hearing what God has to say about me. And then when you're rooted in what he says about you, everything else does not matter. The opinions of other people do not matter. And then at that point, you can then stand for yourself in confidence, even if no one is standing with you or people are scared to stand with you. And then they start noticing, hmm, there's something about her that I want to have. And at that point, when you see that, you know that standing up for yourself in a world like such as is right now is so worth it when you get somebody to want to stand up for themselves too
1: oh that's so good Wong I feel like um oh man like it I struggle with wearing clothes that make me stand out because I'm like I don't want people to notice me and then feel like I have to do something with that. Mm -hmm. So like the boldness to go into the fashion world and be different and be yourself most of all, and know that even if other people don't, um, agree with you, not just in terms of fashion, but lifestyle choices and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the issue of the day is sometimes, um, knowing that you're enough, just, you know, as you are and being willing to show up every day, in that environment, um, whether it's remotely or not, just you're right. People notice that. And people are mm-hmm. like, Oh, why is, you know, while always at peace, even when it gets crazier on the office mm-hmm. or why is, you know, how did Wong respond so nicely to this person? That was not very nice to her, you mm-hmm. know, and that, and that, um, speaks volumes to other people, even if they don't say anything to you in the moment, like they're getting glimpses of your character every Correct. time. And that, um, builds up over time to, have them realize, okay, there's something different about her and, and I want to know why.
2: Yeah. I will tell you in college, that's actually exactly what happened to me. I was in class and uh, a guy, a guy classmate came up to me and he goes, can I ask you a question? It's like, okay, this is kind of weird. This guy like never talks to me, but yeah, sure. Okay. And he goes, can I ask you why you're always happy? Why you're always smiling? I said, do you really want to know why? And he's like, yeah, I really want to know why. It's just, you're just always so happy. I said, God, God is what makes me happy all the time. And he said, okay, thanks. And he just walked away. And to me, that means so much to me that somebody would just notice joy, which is very hard in this day and age. And that was 10 years ago, you know, and I'm aging myself when I say that. <laughs> but that, that's, that's what people pay attention to, you know. Yes, the clothes matter to a certain extent because it adds to who you are as a person but in that aspect when somebody sees the way you you are acting and how at peace you are at or how happy you are or you're just smiling like my best friend and I were talking the other day and she goes I just love people who constantly smile they smile when they sing they smile when they talk and and I told her says that's an incredibly attractive quality in somebody, and you want to be around joy. So I'm going to practice that more. I'm going to smile more when I talk, which is like, which is not easy as it sounds if you don't smile, you know, often, you know. But I, I say, your personality is more so what the overcoat of your outfit. It's what people see first, you know. So.
0: So good Wong. And I think you've brought up so many important points throughout this conversation about how important it is to know yourself and be confident in yourself first. And that if you're really struggling to figure out your fashion and your personal style, that you might have some deeper questions to ask about, you know, what you're wanting to project and who you're wanting to be and then going from there. And I think that's a very deep and thoughtful response to how to project yourself in the fashion world. It's
2: from personal experience, to be honest, and seeing how other women dress in general and you can dress in the most prettiest dress, but if you're not confident in yourself, you can really see that. Like to Karen's pointer, you can really see that, you know, but then there's somebody who's so happy and they could be wearing a paper sack and it still looks so good on them, you know, or something that was from the nineties or two thousand. And you're like, wait a second, that, that trend was over, you know, 20 something years ago, but she is wearing that outfit, you know? And that's how, you know, you want to be friends with that person Is you're just like their confidence is just, I, I want that. So come can be my friend, please. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I think I love this, this topic that you guys have brought upon because it actually did make me think a lot. Um, I hope anybody else out there that is thinking of getting into fashion, just know that it is extremely hard, but it's not as hard as you think it is. If you have confidence in yourself and work on that first, and then that's how the personal style comes.
1: Um, we've talked so much about your blog, Wong. We would like you to share with us how people can reach your blog and follow you, um, any of your social handles or any. Um, anything you'd like to share to our listeners on how they can reach you
2: yeah so everyone can reach me at shesweatsdiamonds.com if you're curious of the name it's uh, there, I have a little page on there that, that tells you how I got to that name and my Instagram handle is Diamonds. so that's how you guys awesome. can reach me
0: All right, highly recommend give it a follow thanks guys well Wong thank you so much for sitting with us this has been such a helpful conversation, even for me. I'm thinking, okay, you can do it. <laughs> you can tackle your genes and really go through them. <laughs> so really appreciate it. I, think well, you I it thank you wisdom. guys so
2: much for having me on and for pushing through your technical difficulties so we can all learn together. Because <laughs> actually, this is my very first podcast recording Woo. ever and giving an interview ever. So that's so incredibly it exciting. Is so great. I know you, you ladies are going to just kill it in 2022 and i cannot wait to binge because i actually marked y'all's podcast to binge while i'm at my day job <laughs> um and i just wish you guys all the best thank you so much
1: thank you on you, you have been fabulous a fabulous uh, interviewee, um, but also just really inspiring. And so, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to follow Wong's Instagram and follow ours as well, Power Stance Podcast, um, to get the next episodes. So we are—we're going to have some TikToks coming through. So you be careful,
2: us
0: oh. elder millennials. We can—we can still okay, do it. Okay, you guys are going to have to
2: teach me about the TikTok stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, oh okay, it's
0: good Go get a TikTok <laughs> from her right now. That's what we're going to do. So.
2: Stay tuned.
1: Keep me on the line.
2: I want to watch this. (laughs) You're going to be participating soon.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.